Welcome to Making Fit Work. I'm your host, Nina McGough, certified personal trainer and nutrition coach and busy mom of two. I'm committed to helping you get real results by sharing best practices and life hacks to staying consistent. I also regularly interview other busy professionals who have mastered the ability to juggle it all while staying the course with their health and fitness. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Making Fit Work. I am your host, Nina McGough, and I am here with my friend and client, Michelle Freitas. Michelle, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thanks, Nina, for having me. I'm so excited. Absolutely. So I was thinking a lot about like future guests and I've had a lot of like fitness industry people on recently, and I really wanted to get back to talking to people who don't work in the industry, but just are really making fit work. So of course I thought of you, not only have you been a long-term client of mine, but most recently you just trained for the New Bedford Half Marathon. You work part-time as a nurse practitioner and you have two very little, very freaking adorable cuties, (laughs) a one and three-year-old. So that in general, I'm like, Michelle makes it work. (laughs) I want to talk to her. I want her to share about how she made this a priority and also just about your journey in general as a mom, as someone who works in the health fields, like how you came about to really prioritizing health and fitness in your life. Yeah. So I guess I never played sports in high school. I, you know, it wasn't ingrained in me as a child. Okay. Um, So there's always hope for people. Yeah. There is always hope. You know, I always hopped around to the gym, workout world, kind of would, you know, wander around feeling lost. I would do the occasional Zumba class and did my little CrossFit spurt, Um, but nothing regular. When did all that start for you? College, I would say. Probably about college. Yeah, I did CrossFit when I first became a nurse, 2011. But really, when I got married around probably 2015 is when I really started to settle down and kind of want to have a regular regimen with Mm -hmm. exercise. Because I remember you used to pop into some of my group trainings. And I think we just talked about this the other day. And I totally forgot about this. You kind of popped in at different times. Yes. All of the time, right? Like sometimes I'd see you there in the early morning and then in the like late morning and early afternoon. And I just, I didn't have kids. I could do whatever I wanted. So I did whatever I wanted. (laughs) I just woke up and whatever I felt like. And kind of just worked out on the days that it just randomly worked for you or like when you felt motivated, like how, yeah. No rhyme or reason, like, you know, between work or going out with friends or, you know, sleeping in just whenever, whenever it made sense for me at the time, because I had the luxury of just doing whatever I wanted. And at that time, did you feel like you were really consistent with your workouts still? I made them happen, but it was, it felt, it felt different. It felt different. And then one morning you said to me, you know, you look good at at the 5 a.m. class. And so, you know, it stuck ever since then I've gotten up at five and was ready to work out by 5.30. Was that after you had Ethan? No, no, because that was before, because I remember the pregnant, the labor text message. (laughs) Luckily you ingrained that in me before I had him. So I was able to keep up with it. Right. And so when you started coming to the early mornings, because at that time, was it 5am or 530 that you were coming to? 530. 530. 530. 
was that a struggle to start making it consistent in the morning? First, at first, you know, nobody wants to get out of bed. I, I never thought I would be somebody who gets out of bed at five o'clock in the morning to exercise nonetheless. Right. You know, it quickly became a, a routine, quickly became a habit. And now I can't imagine working out any other time of the day, really. Yeah. Cause I know that you just, you and the group at five 30, you just became like a group. Yeah. Do you think that was part of it that helped? I had some consistent faces that you saw? It definitely, definitely helps. Yeah. Everybody holds each other accountable and, you know, you get to, it's it's like hanging out with your friends every morning, you know? Yeah. I'd like to think so. <laughs> yes, for sure. So then fast forward, first baby, adorable little Ethan came. You yeah. were literally coming to your 5.30 a.m. workouts up until the end. Yep. Up until the day he came out. I was exercising with you in the morning. Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah, as soon as my 12 weeks was done, I went right back to the 5.30 sessions. And that's what worked because I was making sure to be out of the house before he was even awake. I didn't even want him to know I was gone. Right. Whether he was up all night, I just was held accountable to get up and go exercise with you every morning. So you stuck to that routine pretty consistently. And then just recently you were like, I'm going to start training for the half marathon. And honestly, in my mind, I thought that you were initially going to pull back on your strength <laughs> sessions. Cause I was like, Oh, she's wow. going to start training for the marathon. She's going to start running a lot. Like how's she going to make it work with the kids, but you continue to do your three mornings of strength a week and added on the running. And I know I've mentioned to you that I think I felt so strong in my runs because of the cross training. That you is very important. Yeah. Yes. So Let's go back to one. Why were you even motivated to run the half marathon? Like, were you ha- was it something you had been thinking about, always wanted well, to do? Um, it was my older siblings. So I have two older brothers, 51 and 52. And then my sister, who is 44, and I am 33. So I'm the youngest of the four. Mm-hmm. And they are bigger runners. And they were like, let's do this. So I kind of felt like I had to. <laughs> okay. And I also really wanted to stay motivated through the winter months. I'm not good about getting outdoors as much. Another thing you and I talk about all the time. And I just really wanted to stay motivated through the winter and get outside. Yeah. So that definitely helped. So when it came to planning those workouts, walk us through what was going through your mind. Were you like, oh my God, I'm going to have to wake up every single morning? Did you have a conversation with Jacob, your husband, about like, this is going to add on more. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my children both get up very, very early. So mm-hmm. this did fall on my husband a lot because I, you know, I had to work out before work or else it would not get done. So he would be up with the children at 5 a.m. and I'd be able to go for a run uh, with my little light up vest. But I basically, when I decided I was going to do this, I printed a 13 week training program off the internet. There's a million of them out there. Mm-hmm. I picked a beginners, even though I could run at least a 5k. I started off very basic. I think my first run was one mile and it's two short runs during the week and one long run on the weekend. So I was easily able to fit in my cross training with you the other three days. That's still a lot. That's a lot of mornings out of the house and yeah. a long run. So was Jacob like, yeah, no worries. I've got it. Yeah. He's very supportive. I always laugh. I come home with my son. I say, exercise makes mommy happy. And everybody knows that. So yeah, yeah, he was really good about it. 
I think that's really important is not just saying like, oh, I want to do this, but like really communicating how much you need each other's support in order to do the things that make you feel good. Yes. Like, I think so many times, like I hear clients and women say things like, oh, we got, we got to start eating better. Like, oh, I don't want to eat like this. Like I, I, I want to start losing weight. And the husband's just kind of like, oh, okay, like yeah. whatever yeah. you want to do. But I think it's important to have like a serious conversation about it, right? Not only do I want to do this, but this is what it means to me. And this is how I need your support in order right. to do it. Like these are the actual things I need for you to do, right? Like I need you to know that I'm going to yeah. be out of the house at 5 a.m. Yeah. So that when the children wake up, you are going to have to do X, Y, Z because yeah. I'm not going to backpedal and take away from my training day. If they happen to wake up before I'm out of the house, I'm going. Yeah. And, and sometimes they would be awake and they would want me and he'd say, just go like, we'll figure it out. Just go. Right. I actually printed my schedule out. I had it posted in our kitchen. I would come home. I would highlight my runs as I completed them. So everybody knew, okay, this is week nine. Oh, you're up to five miles. Okay. So it's going to take a little longer. Yes. Right. And so how did it feel or how did you stay consistent and motivated? Because I know you guys are, your little ones are early risers. I know we're still not completely sleeping through the night. That obviously takes a toll. Do you feel like it affected your training? Do you feel like it affected your consistency or motivation? How did you work around that? I think I've come to notice that when I skip a workout or I skip a run, I would feel even more tired, right? So you just get used to, okay, the hardest part is getting out of bed. Once you get out of bed, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to feel good about yourself after. Mm -hmm. And I think just knowing that I, I was able to do the runs, I would come home and I'd feel good most of the time. Yep. Kept me wanting to do more. As I got to the longer runs, 10 miles and up, I would meet my sister and we would run together. So that was very helpful in keeping me motivated and held accountable because we'd say, okay, we're meeting at 6am and we would have to show up and we would do it together. So, and that was on the weekends as well. Yes, we did. We met we met on Saturdays. Yep. And it was actually nice because it was two hours together without my children. So we yeah. were actually able to catch up and talk and right. really a little nice. quality time. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's, that's important, right? Like doing it with someone that you might be bonding with a friend, a family member. I like what you said though. You said that you noticed if you didn't work out or run. So when you say workout, you mean like the strength session, cross training, or run that you would just feel more tired anyway. And I think so many times when we're in bed and we're tired, we're like, oh, I just, I really just need this extra hour of sleep. But it's like, really, are you actually getting an extra hour of quality sleep that you're going to now wake up feeling refreshed, right? Like very, very little does that ever happen. So it's like, you're right. Which one is better? Tired, get up, work out, feel accomplished, or tired, stay in bed and just still be tired Yeah. afterwards. Yeah. I almost never would go back to sleep anyways, especially with my kids. I'm not sleeping. So I'm right. Just go up and exercise. Right. Exactly. I like that. So, okay. You did the race. You yeah. felt great. Yeah. And now it's like, is your body automatically waking up at five o'clock every single day anyway? <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm an, naturally I'm an early riser now. I go to bed very early. I wake up very early. What does very early mean? I'm out of bed at five every day. Um, I was out to of go bed to bed. 
Oh, oh, to go to bed. <laughs> well, as soon as my children are tucked in bed, I'm usually brushing my teeth and tucking myself in around 7.38. See, and I like pointing that out because I think what happens is so many people who are like, oh man, I could never wake up at like five o'clock for a workout. And it's like, well, of course not. If you're going to bed at 11, 10, nine, right? Like people who get up at that time for a workout are in bed earlier. The point is to not get less sleep. It's to just shift. And I think sometimes people forget that. Like they're like, oh, I can't wake up that early. It's like, well, you could if you went to bed earlier. Yes. Yes. Everybody thinks I'm crazy, but that's the way I like things. Yeah. (laughs) My kids are in bed. So am I. But I also find that this is a common denominator on your show. A lot of the women that you speak to, they like to work out in the morning. They like to go to bed early. It's just funny how. And they all say it. Everyone is like, I'm in bed by eight o'clock, 830. I think the latest I've ever heard anybody say is nine o'clock. And to me, that is like, that's like a Saturday night, right? Like I'm staying up until nine o'clock. I almost can never make it through a whole movie on movie night on Friday nights because I'm up so early. And then my body just my my clock, right? My natural clock just wants to be sleeping by like eight, eight thirty. Yep, I hear you. But I think that that's an important thing for people to remember that if waking up early to get a workout in is something they want to make a habit of, then they naturally need to start to slowly pull back their bedtime. What else would you say overall looking at your journey as it's evolved, you know, from just kind of going to the gym? working out in college, Zumba classes, consistent strength training, switching to early mornings. What do you think have been the biggest pillars for you that have like helped you stay accountable, helped you stay consistent and have helped you enjoy the journey? Yeah, well, I think strength training sessions with you, I really enjoy them. They're quick, but you get my heart rate up. It does the job. Yeah. And then we mentioned the social aspect of it. You know, I've been working out with the same group of women for many years now. We know know, it's a little bit of socialization there as well. Yeah. So I think it's it's just a combination of what something that I enjoy, right? I like it and it works. I've been able to see the changes in my body. I never felt more in shape, even after two children. You know, I feel the strongest. I feel the best about my body than I really feel like I ever have which is important. Now, does your husband work out regularly too? No. no isn't doesn't. that funny? See, I think a lot of people assume that when one person does, the other person does it. And like, yeah, TJ doesn't normally either. No, he doesn't. But granted, I recently haven't given him much of a, an opportunity. <laughs> you know, it's hard after the kids go to sleep. We're both wiped. Right. Sometimes he'll, he will wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to exercise today. So once in a while, he'll fit it in, but not, not routinely. What would be your biggest advice for someone who's like, ah, Michelle, I wish I could be as consistent as you, or, you know, you're so good with making it work all the time. Like what would be your biggest advice for someone who's either just getting started or maybe even been dabbing in, but not quite able to make it consistent? I feel like they have to find a, an exercise that they enjoy doing, right? Um, not everybody would enjoy what I'm doing, but I feel like just aimlessly walking into a gym is intimidating and kind of hard to know what to do. And 
what's going to work for you. So I feel like just showing up at a gym is not the way to start. It's either find a friend who knows what they're doing or join some sort of group fitness and figure out what you like. Right. Did you always enjoy strength training? Like once you started, was that something that you were like, I like the way this makes once me Once I started. Yes. Soon. Yeah. But growing up, I would choke at workout world and oh, I'll, I'll work, walk the treadmill for 20 minutes and then do a couple ab machines and then leave <laughs> because then everything like, seems so intimidating. Right. 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 When would you say that you really got on a regular schedule? Not until 2016. Not until oh, I started okay. working out with you. Yeah. Yeah. I would just, like I said, show up at the gym, randomly go for a run or a walk or like I said, Zumba but nothing consistent. And was there anything in particular that made you feel like I want this to be a more consistent thing in my life? Yeah. Well, I, of course I was trying to get in shape for my wedding. So that mm, was kind of that's right, a, I remember. a driving factor at the time. But I also, you know, I was in finishing up grad school. I, I had more time on my hands. It just felt like a, a good time to make this a priority, right? I, I'm, um, as you said, I work in healthcare. I'm constantly educating people on importance of staying active and you know it's time to practice what I preach oh I love that I love that you're saying that because I know that that's something that people think about right maybe even when choosing a nurse practitioner or a physician themselves and if someone's looking to get into healthier habits maybe they're looking for someone who aligns with what they're trying to do and learn more about I love that you are practicing what you preach What has been the hardest part, other than the lack of sleep, with staying consistent with the kiddos? Or do you feel like because you were in that early morning routine before they were born, that it was easier to just keep it going? Yeah, no, I I really think that because I was used to getting up early and enjoyed getting up early, it's kind of been a smooth transition. It's only once in a while that, you know, I'll put my son to bed and he'll say, are you going to go work out with Nina tomorrow, mom? Oh my God. He's so cute. <laughs> and I'll say yes. Um, so, you know, he's very much used to it. Yeah. Once in a while he'll say, no, don't go, but yeah, used to it. That's so, it's, so funny. Oh my God. Yeah. Can I just say how, like, it absolutely warms my heart when I hear people say that, like the other people in their lives know who you like, are. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like Joanne in the group, who's like, Charlie says Nina would yeah. like this, or it's like, <laughs> no, I'm scrolling through Facebook sometimes and Ethan will say, is that Nina? <laughs> yes, that's Nina. <laughs> yes. Everybody on here is Nina. That is hilarious. I actually forget who I was telling recently about Ethan. And how, like, when you leave the house, he says, are you going to go exercise with Nina? Like, as if that's the only thing you leave the house for. Yes. Yep. I just <laughs> I go anywhere. You go and exercise. And, yep. <laughs> yes. That's all I ever do. I don't have a social life. I only exercise with Nina when that's I leave the house true. or go to Target because that's what we all do. Exercise great. or go to Target. Do you find yourself wanting to get up and run more? Yeah. So I... Now that the spring weather is coming, it's definitely going to be easier. But I actually found that I enjoyed being up in the dark, running by myself, even in the winter. Yeah, it's just so it's so peaceful and quiet. And as long as it wasn't the streets weren't too icy, I actually enjoyed it. So I think knowing that it's not that bad if you get out, as long as you dress nice, you know, it's really not that bad. So just getting outside in general is, it it feels good. 
not to like change the course of this topic, but we have talked a lot in person about getting outside more this winter. Ever since I did that one podcast with Amy from Humans Outside. And I have to say, and I know that we've chatted about this in person, but I feel like we should reiterate it here. I know, and you can ask my husband, I swear I'm going to have him as a guest on the podcast one day, that I have spent every New England winter talking about how much I hate New England winters. Literally, like that's what I spend the winter doing, literally just complaining about how cold it is and how much I hate it and how I can't wait until we retire somewhere warm, right? I really think this year is the only year I did not do that because I made it a point. I didn't get outside every day. I definitely didn't get outside every day. Like I had said I was going to do. There were definitely some really, really freezing cold days and some rainy days where I was like, it's not happening, you know? However, I did buy some other warm gear and I made it outside so much more than I ever have any winter. And I found like, looking back, I'm like, I did not complain about the winter this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's all how you dress and it's all your mindset, right? It's all how you dress. And then I realized that once I wasn't focused on how cold I was, because I did have like, I got like the fleece line leggings. I got, I had a great winter coat this year that like kept me really warm. Once I had all that really good winter gear, it really did feel nice to be outside. Like it, that fresh air really did something for my overall mood and my mindset. And, you know, yeah, I'd be sniffling and stuff, but like it felt actually good. And now that you're saying that and you're saying how peaceful it was to be running outdoors in the morning, I'm like thinking to myself, man, maybe I should really start doing my walks even earlier in the morning while everyone is still sleeping and just get a little bit more of a peaceful walk in rather than a rushed walk in. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. The stars would still be out. It was so quiet, no cars on the road, just me and nature. And it really was very peaceful. And so your runs were about how long each morning? It depends. But during the week, the most I ever ran was four miles. So yeah, so it was really doable during the week. And then on the weekends, like I said, I, I would run longer with my sister. I finished in under two hours or an hour and 45 minutes. So that was the longest I would run. Right. Even on the weekends, you mean? Yes. Yeah. All right. So that is very doable. I think a lot of it comes down to people feeling like they need to allocate a lot of time too. Whereas your workouts, I know with me are only 30 minutes. And then it sounds like your runs were probably 20 to 40 the most. Exactly. If you're doing like, and I know you're pretty fast, so they were probably much shorter than that. But yeah, it depends on how how far I had to go that particular day. But yeah, 20 to 40 minutes on a work day is all you need. Totally doable to get up early and do that. And then by the time you got home, the kids were awake. Oh yeah. (laughs) Looking looking out the window for me. (laughs) That's so adorable. That's so adorable. So all in all, do you feel like it really wasn't that much harder to fit in? To fit in now, I think getting the mindset is the hardest part, right? It's winter, it's cold, it's dark. That's the hardest part. But I feel like if you set a goal, I think you talked about that on another episode here. You know, I I told people my goal. I told my coworkers, I signed up, I paid for it. It was going to happen. It had to happen. (laughs) Right, right. I think that's important. 
And did you have a goal with how fast you wanted to run it or was there anything else tied to it? Yes. I wanted to be under two hours. I had done one, uh, one other half marathon and I did it in two hours and six minutes. So I wanted to make it under two hours and I did. Um, yeah. Yep. That's exciting. Yeah. Yes. Do you feel like you inspired Jacob? I don't know. <laughs> Not to get out there and run, but yeah. He, um, to overall get active. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think there's something nice about seeing your significant other accomplish something and really go after it after they set their mind to it to be like, all right, like I could do a little bit more too, if I needed to. And what would you say, or how would you feel if Jacob now said, okay, on the days that you don't leave to go work out in the morning, I want to start working out in the morning. I would um, be happy for him. And he does he does try to set that goal. So I'm with you Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So he knows Monday, Wednesday, he can have you guys like alternate. Yeah. Sometimes I do still want to get out there and run, even though I don't have the training. Mm -hmm. We'll see whoever gets out of bed first. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) I like that. Whoever gets out of bed and gets dressed and gets downstairs to the gym first. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the nice thing is, is that your kids are super little, but one day, And I know this is hard for parents with little kids to imagine, but one day there does come a time where you can work out, you know, in the house, obviously, and you don't have to be right there with them, right? They can be upstairs watching TV. And then one day you are going to be able to get out of the house with them, not even noticing or asking you to stay home. And like, there's these different stages and phases that come with, you know, the different stages and phases of kids. And I think that sometimes when we're in the young stages of it, and when they're so needy, like it's hard and that mom guilt feels so real because it's like, they're so little and, and it's like, but it changes. And as it changes, you're fitness will evolve and change with it. Right. Right. Like now I can be downstairs, work out. I don't really have to worry about the kids, what they're doing upstairs. I'm not worried about one of them falling or, or needing something, right? Like they can kind of handle whatever they need on their own. So that does lift a little bit of weight off the shoulder. And there's also something nice to be said about just being able to explain to your kids. And I think you already do such a good job with that. Like even so little, and you already explain that, like you like to exercise and exercise makes you feel happy, right? You're like ingraining that into him. And I think that's so important for kids to know that early on. Yeah. Yeah. No, he definitely does. And when I come home, how was your run mommy? How was your workout? So he, yeah, he knows that I enjoy it. Yeah. It's going to be so interesting to see how that language for him evolves as he gets older and like the comments and stuff that he'll make about it. Because like, I know now, like I used to always talk about working out in front of the kids thinking, hoping that it will kind of stick with them. Right. And they'll like, get it. And I'll never forget one time, actually, I don't know if I ever told you this story. I might've, we used to always say, we don't say it as much. We used to always say to the kids that we get them what they need and not necessarily what they want, right? Like those are the things that we focus on. And there was a time, oh God, this must've been like three years ago. I had just gotten a new outdoor bike and I was going for a lot of rides in the summer. I don't know. We were like sitting at breakfast and we were talking about like the agenda of the day. And I think I had said, you know, we were kind of like, what, what's on your agenda? What do you want to do today? Blah, blah, blah. And I think I said, I don't know. I'd 
really would like to get out for a bike ride, but I don't know because we have this and that going on. And Lincoln, you know, I think he was maybe like seven or something. And he was like, you want to get out for a bike ride. You don't need to get out for a bike ride, mom. And I was like, and TJ quickly though, I have to say TJ quickly was like, no, mom needs to get out for a bike ride because it makes her happy and she likes to do it. So she needs to get out for a bike ride. And then he was, he kind of backtracked and was like, Oh, right. Cause it's like good for you. And it's like health exercise is like healthy and good for you. So you're <laughs> right, mom, you need to do that. I'm yeah. like, that's right. We do need to yeah. do that. But yeah. I thought it was really nice that I didn't have to correct him that TJ quickly was like, no, that's not something she wants to do. That's something she needs to do because it makes her feel better. And then he kind of like stopped. I saw the gears turning for him a little bit. And then he was like, oh, right. You're right. Because it makes you healthy and strong. And you're right, mom, you need to do that. And I was like, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. So I do think that's important, but also, even though you're not there yet in your journey, you can, it's never too late to start there and start talking to your kids about why it's important that you start getting healthy and stronger and start working out and exercising regularly. Yep. Never too early. It's never too early to start getting those little kiddos moving with you. Yep. I can't wait to hear Amelia when she starts talking what she's going to say. Oh, yeah. We'll see. She's, she's going to be like, fire, so. she's going to want to come with you. Yeah. I have a feeling. She'll be yeah. like, no, take me to your session with you. Yeah. That's so funny. We'll be finding out soon enough. Aw. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for sharing. Yes. Thanks for having me. I always feel like you're a nice little inspiration to so many other moms, especially with littles. I know it can be hard, but just seeing you every morning, get up early, making it work, getting back to work, getting back to momhood. That's, that's super inspiring. And I know a lot of people feel like, how do you start to do that? And I think you kind of said it today, like one, find something that you enjoy, right? Yeah. Whether it's find something you enjoy find people you enjoy doing it with or both or both. If you're, if you're lucky, if you're lucky. Yeah. If you're lucky. And I think third, and I know this is hard and it might not work for everybody, but man, the power of working out in the morning. Yeah, I agree. It really is something. And I mean, I'm saying that, and I'm not even really an early morning workout person, but even on the days that I'm not up super early, I still need to get it done before I start the rest of my day. Yeah. It might not be at 5.30 a.m., but it's got to be the first thing I do after I get the kids on the bus or whatever it is. Sometimes I do it while they're eating breakfast because I can't imagine trying to get it done after I've already done a full day of work. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very hard for me. Sometimes I'll be I'll be at work and I'll say, oh, I'm going to do my run after work. It, it almost never happens. I am yeah. somebody that has to do it before I go. Yeah. I mean, you just get distracted, right? There's yeah. too many other things going on. Your energy level is different. Yep. You've already had to deal with so many other things throughout your day that kind of empty your willpower bucket. Exactly. <laughs> that it becomes really hard to want to have willpower or motivation to get in a workout. And I'm not saying that it can't be done. Some people no. are great in the evenings, but if you have the opportunity to get out of your house in the morning and start your day with a workout... I really think that it can do wonders for you. And I remember you coming in at different times, sometimes like random times a day 
And sometimes I'd see you a couple times a week. Sometimes it was yeah. three times a week. And, and I think that was why I was like, but your energy is so good in the morning. Why don't you just come in the morning yeah. all the time? Yeah. So I was like, all right, all right fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I remember you just being like, yeah, I can do that. Like, you have a spot. And I was like, yeah, I have a spot. And you just like started coming and it was so consistent, but, and I know mornings don't work for everybody, but if you can make them work, they can make a huge impact on the rest of your day. Yeah. And like I said, if, if that wasn't ingrained in me before children, I probably wouldn't be exercising at all because it would be almost impossible to get out of bed when you're up all night. And then I would have had a hard time fitting it in. But we can't forget, you have to go to bed earlier. You have to go to bed early. You have to go to bed early. I feel like that's the part that everybody forgets. And what happens is we try to force it. We try to just get up earlier after going to bed late. And it's like, you know, it's not that you don't have the willpower. It's like, you're, you're truly just tired. You need, you need to get to bed earlier. If you plan on, even if you just plan on getting up, have you ever heard of the 5am club? No. A lot of like high performance coaches talk about this 5am club. And this is the fact that in order to be someone who performs at a high level, that you rise before the sun at 5am. And there's this one guy and I wish I remembered, I'm going to have to like look back at it and put it in the show notes. He was a guest on a podcast I was listening to, or maybe it was a book I was listening to shoot. I'm going to look it up and I'm going to drop it in the show notes, but he's got this theory of the 5am club. And I remember listening to it over the pandemic and I was so good at doing it because of course, at the time we didn't have anywhere to go or be. So I was doing it consistently and I did fall off of it a little bit and I'm hoping to get back into the habit of it this spring, but it's, you wake up at 5am or before the sun is up and you have three things that you do each for 20 minutes. You read for 20 minutes, you write for 20 minutes. So journaling or, you know, writing out your tasks for the day, maybe filling out your agenda, whatever it is, and you move for 20 minutes. Okay. And I really did get in the habit of doing move does not necessarily need to be exercise. It can be a walk. It could be like a stretching routine, um, which I kind of went back and forth between. Sometimes I would go out for an early morning walk with the dog. Sometimes I would just do a little bit of stretching, foam rolling as part of my 20 minutes. But it was huge. So you don't have to get up and move right away, but read, write, and then move. Okay. And then it brings you to six o'clock. Then you start your day. And I just thought like, man, what an amazing way to start the day. But his big point in it was that you can't just say you're going to join the 5am club and like that you're doing it. Like he made a huge point to say that it takes practice. You're going to fall off. You're not always going to wake up right at 5am. Maybe some days it's going to be a little later. Maybe it's going to be a little bit more like 530, but that you just keep practicing it until it does become a habit. Yeah. So for example, he was like saying like, say one week, it doesn't happen or it doesn't happen for a couple of days where you drop the ball, you wake up at like six, maybe you hit the snooze button. That doesn't mean you failed at it. That means you keep practicing it and you keep just trying to wake up at 5am and keep trying to do the 20 minutes of each. And I just thought that was interesting because I feel like that can be the same for exercise, right? Like trying to find that early morning routine. Like if you're new to it, 
not going to feel totally fluid at first, especially if you're trying to play with that bedtime routine of like, how early do I need to get to bed in order to feel refreshed? But it it takes practice. It does. It does. And I think it just has to be something that is important to you too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. I know this is past our bedtimes. Time for bed. (laughs) And we have to get up early because I am going to see you in the morning. We will see you bright and early. (laughs) Bright and early. It's not really bright at that time. No, we're getting there though. But yeah, we are getting there. 530, it's not quite bright out. But by the end of the session, it is. is. So that's been a nice change. Happy spring. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking this time. Tell those little kiddos I said hello. Will do, will do. And I will see you tomorrow. All right, good night. All right, good night. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Making Fit Work. If you did, it would mean so much to me if you took a minute to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a difference and would be super helpful to me. Also, if you have any topic suggestions, if there's something in particular you'd love for me to address on this podcast, feel free to shoot me a message. I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can shoot me a DM on Facebook or Instagram and find me at fitwith underscore Nina. Again, you can find me at fitwith underscore Nina, or you can join my private community on Facebook called Making Fit Work and drop topic suggestions in there. Until next time, my friends, be strong, be healthy, be happy.